vagina. <laughs> we just got that. Thanks for that, Jeff. Hi. Uh, Zach, what's happening in Gina? That can mean a few different things. I feel like I need to harness my inner Scott and ask for, uh, what do you mean by that? Can I get that in a text format so I can make sure I understand the spelling? Uh, I'll tell you what it really means. Oh, there's the music. No, you got about like 10 more seconds, 15 oh, seconds. I do? Well, what does that mean? What does uh, that mean, Jeff? I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> Ask the Don. See, that's too late, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> No talking. <laughs> yes, yes, welcome to Bros Bibles and Beer. It's a BBB pod. This is Jeff. We got Big Zach. Zach, are you there? Hey. Hey, hey. And Scooter, Scott uh, Holbert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, hey. that's how Scott says hello. And we have our bonus bro once again, Andy McCraw. That's bonus. Please enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fit right in, Andy. Uh, hey. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, What's just, up, bros? Seriously, one one thing. This whole week. It's it's been COVID nineteen cleansing. It's been raining nonstop, at least in my neighborhood. Have you guys been getting the same uh, downpour? Yep. Yeah, given that I live fifteen minutes from you, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been raining. Hey, they say they say my two and a half miles along the ocean here is uh, the Mediterranean, so we get odd weather here. A lot of humidity, a lot of moisture. Have you seen a sea level rise from all the rain, Jeff? Uh, the water's right outside my house, and I'm on a plateau. Oh, okay. So, so that's a <laughs> no. Yes. No, I haven't seen any sea level rising. No, I haven't, Zach. That's an interesting question. Thanks, Jeff. Are you searching for something? Hmm, maybe. Scott, how is it in orange? It is raining, man. <laughs> that's great. All right. Thank you, weatherman, Scott. <laughs> And back to you. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I want to get to this because uh, we got a good friend of the pod that had some feedback. Oh, we should kick the feedback. Hit it. Feedback. It's going to be in there right now. Yeah, we heard from we heard from our friend uh, Tyson, Tyson Neal. Hey, Tyson. Oh my gosh, you should you think I'd be ready? Oh, it says no messages found. That's an error. It, so uh, Tyson, he said, "Hey, so on the on the reel, shouting out to Jeff, Scott, and Zach, and honorable mention to Andy for keeping me laughing my ass off in the Corona apocalypse." The last two episodes of Bros, Bibles, and Beers, Beers were stellar. Nice so job, close. nice job, so boys. Close. I know, so boys close. Plural beers. 
<laughs> Actually, we are. It's in the bylaws. We don't read feedback unless they jack up the name. So, yes. well done, Tyson. Thank you. And Thank I have one more piece of feedback uh, from my personal Facebook page that might be handy for people looking for something to read. I asked Whoa. the question, "What would what um, if you could give someone you cared about one nonfiction book for our time? What would it be?" And then let's see. Lisa, she's my wife. <laughs> she chimed in. Any Richard Rohr book? Uh, Chris Messina said, "Talking to Strangers" by Malcolm Gladwell. It should be required reading for everyone. Now, when you say required, Chris, what I'm wondering is, how are you going to enforce that? A little worried about that. And then mine was uh, "The Righteous Mind." Must be a good term. people. <laughs> Why good people are divided by politics and religion? That's by Jonathan height and we got a 12 rules for life by jordan peterson from mark and then uh chelsea seconded we got a 90 minutes in heaven wait chelsea seconded is that her last name uh actually coincidentally um no in high school Uh, she seconded the the jordan peterson yes ah what'd you say scott nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's good pod 90 minutes in heaven. I'm guessing that was a, a dream like or a die, go to heaven for 90 minutes, and then you come back to life. I haven't looked that one up. That's from Dan. I hope that's not and like seven minutes in heaven. Old friend of the show. He's not old, but he's been on multiple times, and he will be back again. Jamal Javanji said, yeah. this book might be one of the most powerful books I've read about how fear can debilitate us, but in the end, we can see that there's actually nothing to be afraid of. This is a very, very theologically sound book, in my opinion. And the book is not very theologically sound. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Shots fired. The monster at the end of this book. Uh, I believe that's Cookie Monster on the cover. Is this and a Shel Silverstein book? It looks like it's uh, Sesame Street. He posted a link to Amazon. So if you go to my personal Facebook page, you can click on the link and uh, I get five cents. I want to throw one in there. Go Can for I throw it. One I got in a there? couple more to read, but go for it. Oh, sorry. Breakfast with, I think it's called Breakfast with Maury. It's, Maury Povich? Uh, no, no. I think it's, I could be messing up, but I think it's Breakfast with Maury. I could be totally messing up, but it, it it's something breakfast like Breakfast with that. Andre? <laughs> no, no. So close. It's a, uh, it's a fan, it's a quick read. It's a fantastic read, and it'll leave you in tears. Um, it's really about friendship. It's amazing. Is it nonfiction? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then a couple more uh, we got from Sarah. She said, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is a book on uh, being creative, I believe. And uh, we got a second on that Sounds one by uh, uh, someone named Lindsay the face craw. <laughs> that sounds exactly and, like my wife. That's weird. What a coincidence. <laughs> and then uh, also a friend and former bandmate of Andy's, Jason Alton Mize, said, uh, besides the Kama Sutra by Vatsanyaya, <laughs> I'd say Tom Standage's A History of the World in Six Glasses. When I looked up that book, I couldn't believe I haven't read it. And so, uh, Jason, um, 
I bought the book and I took a bath today and started reading it. There's a lot in that statement. There wow. is. Okay, I totally botched the title. It's Tuesdays with Maury. Great. Well, now I can't trust you. And it's That's great. All right. And it's, it's fantastic. Rewind a little bit. Uh, bath time with the book, Zach. Bubbles <laughs> or no bubbles? No bubbles. Midday post work. This was post post work early day because of the rain. Got home early and I was freezing to my core. And uh, I took a bath, put some Epsom salt in there. Yeah, I've Show been known them. to do that every once in a while. No, uh, no bubbles, no candles. Usually Show, there's a candle, but show of verbal hands. Who else takes a bath in the middle of the day when they're freezing cold? I'll raise my hand. Really? <laughs> I, yeah. I will. Yes. Usually mines are usually mine. So cool, mines guys. mine are at night, in the middle okay. of the night. In the middle of the night. And uh, Scott, Wait, I thought I heard something. Scott, did you say something? That's great, guys. Really, really, really fun to hear that. That's great, Scott. All right. Well, moving on. That this concludes feedback. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I okay. Mean, hey, Scott, are you there? In a man's search for meaning. Okay. By great. Victor Frankel. So in there, that's pretty uh, good. One Andy, on troubling times. Is Scott there? Yeah, I hear Scott. Okay. So actually, that's a good question. Scott, repeat that, and then Andy, if you have one that comes to mind, and Jeff, a nonfiction book that you would recommend to somebody that was like, hey, I just really want to read something right now. It's going to melt my face, Scott. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's about the Holocaust. I've heard of that. I remember that book vaguely from college. Did Aren't there some questions as to whether that happened at all? College for Andy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right. Yeah, there are some questions there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, this is like total confession here. I tend to not like nonfiction, nonfiction books. Um, I will usually steer clear of them. And, uh, I think it's usually because if I'm reading, I tend to read for entertainment. And so if I break the rules of your question and I can include fiction, then I would say it by Stephen King, one of the best books that I've read in the last 15 years. And it's an 1100 page page turner. It's great. Is yeah. that his masterpiece? Uh, I don't know. Cause I've never read any other, uh, Stephen King and I'm not I'm not a horror guy. I don't I don't like it. I steer clear of those movies. I'm, it's not fun for me to watch those. Just but to that, be clear, you did say horror. I just want to make sure you enunciate that. Horror movies. Yeah. No, that's and man, it is. So, yeah. So I tend to if I'm going to be reading um I would prefer to read for pleasure uh fiction. Fair enough. All right, Jeff, are you back? I live in not. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just. I'm. I tried to restart and reboot because I'm not getting then. any of Scooter, so I don't hear him. But maybe that's best. Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. No, Jeff, serious. what do you got for us? Yeah. What's going on? Whoa, that was a burp. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I guess I should mention I'm I mean, drinking Bubble Stash by Hot Valley India Pale Ale, as well as a small glass of, uh, well, two fingers of scotch. <laughs> both both of which have Alka-Seltzer in them. <laughs> uh, I've had too many gin and tonics, and wow. It, yeah, but it's... Over a lifetime or just tonight? Yes, and. Yes, and. Both and. <laughs> Scooter, Scooter, Fantastic. what's in your glass? Uh, I don't have anything right now. Oh, no. Can you remedy that situation? Uh, let me reach underneath my uh, seat here and get a uh, warm warm Bud Light. This, I, tell me when Scott's done speaking. There's so, much in that, there's so much in that sentence to, to deal with. Reach under my seat, grab a warm Bud Light. Warm Bud Light and seat. All those things. Oh, sorry. So when, it, when, when the Bud Light's warm, are the mountains red? Yeah. Fiery. If it's under your seat, are they brown? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Hey, Jeff, can you really not hear Scott? <laughs> no, this I can't. This is going to be amazing. Let's keep going. We'll All soldier right. on. This is going to be fun. Yes, we'll yeah. range so, on that. Um, Really, I just um, the, uh, wanted to kind of go around the horn and ask everybody, you know, how they're doing, what's going on in life. Um, I, so, do you guys have anything or anything new that's going yes. on? I know there was some. Uh, I do. And by the way, uh, just for the record, Scott, if there's a long silence, assume Jeff is talking because <laughs> we, Andy and I can hear Jeff, but somehow Scott can't. Through yeah. the magic of the internet. This is divine intervention. <laughs> that Jeff can't hear Scott and Scott can't hear Jeff. And it does feel like the Lord has stepped in and said, yeah. hold my beer. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. Uh, um, so what's going on? Uh, given all this downtime, usually during the week, during the school year, there's a no screens policy in the crater ho- household. But as you might imagine, that's uh, since the shit's hitting the fan, there's no rules. It's mass hysteria. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> and two um, Ghostbusters references in two episodes in a row. Boom. Well, we'll never hear the first one because... We- no, it was. It was published. Oh, oh it was yeah. published. Okay. Yeah. I track yes. all Ghostbusters data <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Continue with... Good con- job, Vancouver. Continue with your Ghostbusters-related... Uh, <laughs> all right. So we, uh, the girls got to see their first and second rated R movies and then followed by a PG 13 that scared the poop figuratively out of one of my daughters and that I feel bad about, but yeah, we did. Poop. So let's get to the first one departed. <laughs> Tell us how did the girls, <laughs> they love the interplay between, um, between, <laughs> Leonardo and do they like no Nicholson? <laughs> There's so many good names. I, I literally drew a blank. I'm seeing all their faces. Wahlberg. How did they do with Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut was interest, very interesting. Yeah, I actually I made a craft for them, and so we we drew like pixelated flesh tones on paper, and so and they cut those out, and so during Eyes Wide Shut, during some of the scenes. I would stand in front of the screen and, and hold the pixelated flesh tones up above. Uh, I love that you extended on that. That's good. 
That's good. <laughs> Side note, the most awkward date I ever went on college was uh, to go see the movie American Beauty with some girl that I, it was a first date and I didn't know her very well. Ooh. And she was super conservative. And it was a very quiet, silent walk back to the car after that one. No second oh. date. Yeah. You know, Oh my god! I know there's a hole in the pie made by an instrument, but um, I have actually not seen that movie. Not an instrument made what? by. That's American. I think you're thinking about American Wait, Pie. You got, you got your, this was American yeah. Beauty, which is more disturbing than American Pie, but also. Oh, a bit. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, American Beauty. American okay, Beauty. Yeah, but yeah, and there's nudity, and it's. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey right. Anyway, oh, that's right. The, oh, that's where he falls for the neighbor girl or something like that. Yes, yes. I haven't seen that one either. She's in high school. He's an old dude. Yeah, great first date movie. Awesome, especially yeah. if you're not interested in going on a second date. <laughs> oh my god! So the the first we we did watch. I'll just say we, we, the third movie, which was PG thirteen, was Minority Report, and yes. which is a great movie. I do love that one. However, I forgot that the reason for, and spoilers incoming, it's been a long time. You guys should know better. But I forgot the reason the climax is related to child abduction, and it's a, it's a frame job, but the insinuation was young child taken from father, and oh my gosh, it was like, ooh. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. That doesn't my, ring a bell. Yeah, that's, that's the main cr- crime that they're chasing down. Well, it it becomes the crime that uh, Tom Cruise's character is trying to. It's like his climax. Like, so he's the pre-crime police guy, right? And then when they get notified of a pre-crime, and it's his name that comes up, he goes on the run, and he's trying to figure out. Well, I don't even know this guy. Why am I going to kill him? And it it goes forward, and yeah. tra- he traces his steps, and eventually ends up right. Um, and so, did doing... you then ex- explain to the girls what the NSA is? <laughs> I said to ask. I said email Uncle Andy because he works for Amazon, <laughs> and they supply the NSA with all their data storage, so they can you know Andy will answer all your questions. I responded to their email before they sent it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It, the Matrix thing with the identification of the scanning the eyes is, I feel like that's coming. Like walking through hallways or coming into subways and your eyes get scanned. Are you, you're supposed to look up like people wearing contacts that have their identification that's on it? I feel like there's face, there's face recognition. You don't even need eye right. face recognition. And there's voice recognition. Yeah. And, and they'll here, pretty Jeff. soon. Everyone will have an. So we're already yeah. there. So we're already. And everybody there. will have an app now to to trace who you've come in contact with that might have had a virus. Ooh. Which nice. is already here for some countries. But is that a segue? Real well, it, it probably should be if I was a professional. But since we don't get paid, <laughs> I'll continue. So leaving that aside, uh, younger daughter traumatized. Uh, learning lesson for me. I forgot about that movie. Uh, older daughter loved it. And um, younger daughter slept in our in mommy and daddy's room that oh, night. No. So and that was wow. that's on me. Lisa kind of gave me a look like we 
this probably was too much. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yep. You think I feel bad. So, um, anyways, we, we did watch the matrix, which is rated R, but it's a, it's a soft R. That's a, uh, that's a are, late nineties R, which is very different than a current yes. day R. Yeah. 1999, which was a good year for movies. I'm told. But uh, we, we watched that, and the interesting part about that was the red pill, blue pill conversation of do you take the red pill and you know what's real, like all the all the good and bad that can come with that, or do you go back to sleep and take the blue pill? Yeah. And so after the fact, Gwen, my younger, was like, I would take the blue pill which is it's so on point for her <laughs> i just unabashedly i don't want to know it's fine it's cool i'll take the blue pill and uh, a somewhat more nuanced approach my older daughter said i want to take the red pill but in the moment i might not i might take the blue pill which was kind of fun oh really what was why was she wanting what was the 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 where was she torn why was why was she thinking feeling she's got she's got a little bit of my um sorry i've had so much gin that's okay (laughs) cheers (laughs) um i think she's got a little bit of my um i don't know if it's empathy where where she sees neo and she sees kind of the conundrum of that and she uh she she puts herself in the moment probably better than most kids her age mm. and so she she realizes like making that decision would be tough and but seeing the bigger picture she knows like obviously you took the red pill you want to know you be the hero you don't yeah um but just to be aware of herself enough to say that that's like uh that's a high emotional IQ situation i was impressed with yeah that's but, high eq and iq both that's it's what all i meant yeah if so, you let me finish andy i would have said that oh sorry man i'm sorry i'm just trying to I forgive throw you an alley-oop <laughs> or did i steal your alley-oop my apologies i don't speaking. know i've had so many gin and tonics by watching you <laughs> speaking is of, that possible this technology is really good my guy. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll chime well, in here. Can, unless, you, unless you have more. Yeah, we did the same thing. We did the matrix test on our slightly underage kids as well. That's yeah. right. And both of my kids said that they would take the blue pill. And then we had a really intense, long dinner discussion around uh, the worthwhileness, if that's even a word, of being clued into reality, even if it means that it's going to include more suffering versus uh, Cypher is the character in, in the matrix who betrays them. He's kind of the Judas character in the matrix. And if you recall, he has that meeting. That's biblical Jeff. Yes. He has that meeting with the, uh, with the Smiths. And he says, he makes that statement. He's like, ignorance is bliss as he's eating that steak. And he's saying, he's like, I know this isn't real. I know it's fake. I know that the Matrix is telling me that's juicy and tender and delicious. And by the way, that cow is still moving. 
It was. That was a rare steak. <laughs> yes, it was bloody. But but his point was like, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. I want to live. I'd rather live in this false reality than to know that. And so we had this whole long discussion of, of what does that mean? What is the connection between understanding reality and freedom? And And they kept like, pushing back no i don't care i just want to i want to enjoy the blue pill life and i said okay then hypothetical you're a a little white girl on uh on a plantation in the late 1800s or mid 1800s and your family has slaves and you're in the south and that's what you grew up with and that's what you've known and that is your reality and would you How quickly did this example come to mind, Andy? I mean, was this like some something that's always chambered and ready to go? For example, you know, what if you're on the plantation? Uh, I I was well, I don't know. Uh, I, who knows? You can't put a timetable on this kind of stuff. But it 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 came up. Hashtag me yeah. too. Anyway, the point was that that uh, I tried to get something for them to think about, which was. The people, because they were like, the, when they got woken up in the Matrix, it was terrible. Life sucked. They were living on this crappy ship. And I was like, well, they're kind of like soldiers, right? Like soldiers today, their lives suck, but they're fighting for something. And so what are they fighting for? And when I connected, it was like, well, so if you were this little girl on the plantation, you know, the Matrix, in the Matrix, they're fighting for their freedom, right? And they're fighting for the freedom of others. And would you want to fight for the freedom of others if you were in that position? And they're like, well, I don't, well, maybe, and uh, <laughs> I won't give I won't give out the end of the discussion. But what I will say is, I was impressed that they were able to dig in and like really kind of go toe to toe in the discussion of whether or not it's better to uh, live in a false reality, which in which you choose to actively withdraw some of your freedoms. Or if it's better to live in the full, complete reality and have all your freedoms, but it may not feel as good. It's so good for you for having that conversation. That's a good question. I, I pulled up the definition of red pill. And this I've heard different definitions, but I'm just going to go with what the Googs told me. It says, used to refer to a process by which a person's perspective is dramatically transformed, introducing them to a new and typically disturbing understanding of the true nature of a particular situation, which I like that definition. And I think that fits in well with the matrix and that's where it comes from. Uh, Well, actually, I don't know if it comes from the matrix necessarily, but that was, yeah, I think it does. But regardless... Have do you guys have any red pill moments that come to mind? And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. That wasn't a question we prepared for. I have no idea. I have no and idea. We haven't heard from Scott in a while. How you doing, Scott? You still there? Hey guys. <laughs> have you been red pilled, Scott? Have you had a red pill moment? Um <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, when uh you know, when Bush doubled the, the national debt from Clinton, that was pretty bad. Oh, interesting, though. Wow. So th- that's a real one, though. Yeah. Because because uh, when Clinton's in power, spending bad. Right. Uh, we're, we're a small government. And then when Bush is in power, 
uh, didn't really seem to follow that. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be fiscally conservative, and um, right now it's just print, 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 print. Is that spelled P R A N T D? Print. What is that word? I'm, I'm not familiar. Um, hold on. Print, 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 print. Print. <laughs> this is so weird seeing Jeff. Jeff can't hear Scott. He should be able to hear Which is making it. That's Don't look funny. Up print on the Urban Dictionary. Uh oh, what's print? No, it's print. I know. Oh. I'm saying print. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Print. <laughs> that that's a skid mark <laughs> on your underwear. <laughs> Whatever I, Scott's saying must be funny. Print is here, Jeff. The Urban Dictionary. Jeff, Urban Dictionary says log out and then print log back is, in. Print is akin oh, to... Oh, Scott can hear you now. Or maybe just, just refresh the browser. Oh. Yeah, tr- try to boot back up, Jeff, but we'll keep going. Mm-hmm. So red pill moment for Scott was that uh, Andy, or do you want me... To, I I got one, too, if you want me to talk, and then Andy, you can think of one. Yeah, I've got one, but go for it. For, for me, it was, it was similar in that it was political, being a former hardcore uh, Team America Republican... Um, it coincided with the faith change where I was questioning uh, authority, where I used to trust authority a lot. And so it was when, I don't remember which, people will probably remember that are old enough, but it was John McCain talking about Iran and uh, he was doing a press conference or something and the press were around, and he made a joke by sort of saying, bomb, 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 Iran. And that. all the press, like from Fox to everybody, CNN, everybody was on board and just laughed it up. Everybody laughed it up. And, I, you know, this this was on the heels of having experienced extreme loss personally. And I just picture that just the carnage that war happens, even even if you say it's a just war, there's like there's mass casualties. And just hearing them laugh about it like snapped me into focus. Like, this is not good. And everybody's on the same page here with this being a joke. And so that there's a lot more I will go on a tangent if I don't stop right now. There's a lot more to that, but that was a big uh, moment for me. You stopped Zach. You yeah, stopped. that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, I don't have any red, blue. I can't. I just don't think of stuff off the top of my head when it comes to red and blue pills. Okay, it was a it was a surprise question. Uh, well, let me tell you this story I, I about s- a girl who was yeah. in the eighteen hundreds with. Wow, you got those right say, at the forefront of your mind, Andy. Yeah. That's the problem. They're, they're all about a girl in the eighteen hundreds. Every single one. <laughs> uh, I will say that. I I told my wife that the Matrix, uh, that the boys have watched the Matrix with their families and had some good conversations, and and uh, she said we're not watching the Matrix, Why? and I'm like, wait, then I'll have something to discuss related to it. And she's like, we're not watching the Why? Matrix, and then we, I I don't know. We ended up watching something else. Uh, what? And it was something from her, you know 
you know, her account, something she wanted to see. And oh my God, whatever we watched, the kids are like, do we yeah, have to watch this? And I'm like the matrix. Really good. Um, but it was, was it the Hallmark channel. Scott wants to know, apparently you guys still can't hear each other. Well, Scott can hear you, no. but you can't hear Scott. <sighs> well, I'm just acting like I can't hear him. <laughs> um, it was, <laughs> oh man! Well, hi, Scott. It's like we're all together. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. She didn't want to watch the Matrix. I didn't get to watch the Matrix, and that that was that. Uh, but I, I I will say that uh, we've been watching a ton of movies. I mean, we watched Splash today. Oh, man. Tom Hanks. from Oh, we watched that a couple days ago. You were scraping the barrel. No, my wife is, she's on a mission to watch all the movies that she watched when she was younger. I wonder if she watched The Matrix uh, in a situation that has. She never watched The Matrix. She's never seen it. Oh, okay. I was was trying to dig into like why the instant response of like, we're not watching this. Yeah, I, I don't. There's a lot yeah, of biblical I don't know. parallels. There is a, There are a ton. There's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, she she won't have any oh, of it, dude. Maybe you just maybe you should watch it with her first, and then get Clarence, and then watch it with the kids. That ain't Call gonna your happen. Aunt Clarence for Clarence. Clara Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. We watched a, a ton of old movies, and and we've watched. A ton of old movies and just a ton of movies in general. I feel like we're renting a movie every day, and we've we've got all these movies on uh, Amazon and Netflix and YouTube TV, and yet we're like renting uh, a bunch of movies from yesterday. Yeah, I want to hear, but it's from, all uh, cool. Amazon Prime. Pay my uh, pay my paycheck, please. Yeah, AWS. Yeah, Andy, you you had a red pill moment. Oh yeah, mine. So I. I Mine was a flavor of yours and Scott's, but it extended to the media as well. So it was a moment probably uh, 2008, I think, right around then when I realized, uh, A, oh, hey, when when people get uh, elected into presidency, there's really not that much of a difference in terms of what they're doing and how it affects me on a day-to-day basis and most people that I know. So, a, so I was like, oh, wow. And it was some of it was built on what you said, Scott, too. But then the other part was just around the media. And, and when I realized, oh, the media has a bias and they're interested in selling clicks and views. And so they're always going to support something that's going to help them sell more clicks and views. And that was a moment that I would say for probably five to 10 years, I pulled way out. I was very interested in politics and I was very like vocal about it and having lots of discussions with people. And then I just like shut it all down for five to 10 years and went, nope, I'm not interested. Cause at the end of the day, I felt like it just doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what I care about these things because there is no real difference between the two parties. It's all just kind of smoke and mirrors. Hmm. But then I had a very interesting, I had another red pill moment when I, I tried to just stay out of politics altogether. I was tired of it. Um, and then, um, I thought, man, how did, how did uh, the Republican party get so far off track that they nominated Trump as pres as, as the nominee. And then, um, 
and then election night came and uh, I was just like, yeah, Hillary, Hillary's going to win, whatever. I didn't even care. But then, <laughs> but then Trump's delegates started going up and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And so, the, and then he won and I just, I basked in watching all the crying on the left and that got me back into politics. Wow. Yeah. Well, basked. It was great. Every once in a while, I'll still watch videos of, of it. That was Scott's midday bath, as it were. Actually, yeah. late night bath. Yeah. In the tears <laughs> of left-wingers. I, I poured pink yeah. salt all over my body. Wow. <laughs> That's not where they go. Continue. Wow, now I, I have to give this an E for explicit now, Scott. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Hey, uh, oh, it, uh, no, uh, 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 technology, go. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things <clears throat> been going on in my life. I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to jump topics. Um, so just going back to um, President Trump wanting Easter on, uh, I thought that was a nice sentimental uh, message. And then two days later, obviously, you know, he's getting word from scientists and advisors or scientific advisors, health advisors. Uh, that's a bad idea. And so he, you know, goes into lockdown until, you know, April 30th or whatever it is. Um, I'd love to see people just rebel against that and go to church and celebrate Easter. Um, most likely it's not going to happen. But it, I feel like there's some uh, battle against the uh, the church. In that we had this, Ooh. we had this uh, uh, f- the Florida pastor. I think Andy. I think you had uh, brought yeah. that up. Um, what what were the details of that? Did they actually meet? Like there was a pastor that got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested because he was continuing to have. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't going to close the doors of his megachurch until the end times began. There's no quotations on that, but in the article, okay. that's what it says. And in very dramatic, don't fashion, you love headlines that say things that are really intriguing and then they don't really back it up in the article? Yeah, but but they did have a great, terrible mugshot, appropriate. Yeah. <clears throat> Look like a uh, rapist mugshot um something they'd run on abc like at 11 o'clock news you know watch out for this stock image from getty (laughs) (laughs) google rapist there we go we'll take that one yeah it says okay google look up racist rapist oh my gosh (laughs) all the r words hopefully somebody's phone went off and uh pulled up something inappropriate the writing's a little bit dramatic. He said he wouldn't close the doors of his Tampa, Florida megachurch until the end times begin. The police weren't willing to wait that long. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, I'd be for Andy reading uh, the news stories dramatically. That oh could be cool. <laughs> See if you can find the most ridiculous one, and I'll read it. <laughs> President Trump wants Easter on. Rabbits run away. No Easter. All right, next. Um, there. There are a bunch of 
There are a few states still, as we record this, which is a few days before Easter, um, that there's not really the shelter in place. Yeah. Well, my uh, my dad's still order. playing golf in Idaho. They're still all doing their thing. Yeah. Solo thing though, right? I mean, you can right, but all golf courses are closed in most states. Yeah. yeah. And you are, I, I when I say okay, you, I don't I mean know me. that. I know in California, it, it's they're closed. Yeah. Well, I I do know that there's a lot of well, looking at social media, there's the backlash against states that are still allowing that. It's like, how, how could you kind of a thing? But there's a lot of churches that are in a similar position in those states that are like, we're still going to meet. And so Jeff, you, you mentioned, I can't remember the words you used, but it's like, there's a, like a tide against the church. You think, you think it's, it's related to just the church or is it wrapped up in all of this? I mean, it could, I mean, it's, it's both. I've, but it's, you know, just theories, but it, the fact that Easter was coming and, um, more than a month away from Easter, the, there was some, just the trigger was pulled quickly on how far this was going to go. And it was definitely going to get us on the other side of Easter. So we couldn't do Easter and not that we're not doing Easter, but just celebrating it together in, um, in our churches as opposed to online and not with anybody except our families. So, um, cause it's a big, that's a pretty big holiday or not holiday. That's a pretty big, um, moment in Christianity to all get together, um, to worship on that day. So the fact that it was like, Hey, we're going two weeks. And then like a couple days later, Nope, we're going a month. And then a week later, it's like, Oh, we're going two months. And now schools are shut down. Now California and New York are shut down. It just it the it went quickly like a tidal wave, and the the idea of Easter just kind of got pushed aside. But it in one moment early on, uh, the president said, "You know, it'd be nice if we could open up on Easter. That would be a special thing to do." And then that just that idea just got pushed aside. Um, and then there was a couple around the same time, there was a couple, uh, things that came out about like the pastor being arrested and like churches are going against what the government's telling them to do. And so, I mean, you can read into it and spin it however you want. Um, I mean, it's, it's certainly, this is not all about Easter. Um, it's, I mean, there's a much bigger, broader picture countrywide worldwide that's going on and that i that can't be the focal point of covid19 if it was that would be uh, unspeakable but you just said it jeff okay never mind that was (laughs) stupid i mean go ahead i think well um, Scott, how you doing? Great. You have any thoughts? I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure your voice is heard. Oh, thank you. We've been criticized in the past for stifling you, and I want to make sure you're heard. Yeah, you jerks. <laughs> uh, hey, Scott, what do you think about mail and 
male and females being counted, but others not being counted in the uh, COVID-19. No, we, you just... Wow, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Hold on. No, don't change the topic yet. <laughs> Wait, we're still, we're still on COVID-19 and Scott. That's... <laughs> We're still on fiction, correct. non-fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, Andy. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like um, it's, uh, you know, a thing against the church directly. Everything is shut down. Sports are shut down. Uh, the only thing, and they're trying to shut down you know, liquor stores um, in some states. Um well, it's a, right now, it's a, a temporary thing, and I don't see any – well, okay. On the surface, I don't see anything nefarious on the surface, but I do think that, that uh, this is probably going to be used as an opportunity to uh, do some nefarious things in the future, that the government will do something. But um, just, just – um, no, I don't, I don't think that it's arresting this pastor for violating – for you know encouraging – thousands of people to gather together in the same building uh, during a pandemic uh, for something that's highly contagious. Uh, I, I don't think that that's uh, persecution. It'll be interesting to see how the, the court rules. If it's like, if they're like, okay, yeah, it, we reacted swiftly, but we're going to not be as crazy. Uh, just kind of a slap on the wrist. I could see that happening, but I don't know a whole lot about that story. I, you know what to that. And I was <clears throat> kind of thinking of it as Pandora's box and the church, the church could be like Pandora's box. Cause you know, we're passionate people. Um, but getting together, if, if churches, it kind of like a walkout went and did church on Sunday all churches and it would kind of be like Pandora's box being open. And I think that's what the government doesn't want. Like that would be the worst case scenario for them, not for COVID-19 spreading, but for the, they would have a lack of control and then everything would go back to normal, which is, it seems like a lot of people on the least on the media don't want things to go back to normal. They need a holdout and they need this to go as long as it can possibly go because it's the greatest story of their lives. So, yeah, that's interesting. So I'm going to read for you a quote from this article who's the, uh, the state attorney, Andrew H. Warren said, I would remind the good pastor of Mark 12 31. Warren said, referring to the Bible, there is no more important commandment than to love your neighbor as yourself. And loving your neighbors is protecting them and not jeopardizing their health by exposing them to this deadly virus. Yeah, I, I you know, your thoughts, that, Jeff. that might be appropriate. Um, or, I, I'm, I'm afraid that that is also going to be used when they try to institute mandatory vaccines. Hey, Christians, don't you want to love your neighbor as Jesus commanded? You need to get this vaccine so you don't infect anyone else. So I, I get it. I, I get the uh, timing of it and the usage of it in this case. But yeah, that's a uh, slippery slopage. Yeah, yeah it, I, could, I see a little bit of that. It could be copy-pasted in other areas for sure. Um, but it, it is regardless uh, or irregardless, as a friend of mine likes to say, 
Is irregardless an actual word? Yeah. Scott, you're the words matter guys guy. Is it irregardless a word? No. Okay, thank you. So regardless, uh, I it is actually a word. just want to. Okay. <laughs> Again, Andy, you didn't let me finish, but uh, yes, give us the, the definition of irregardless. <laughs> you haven't pulled up. It is. Sorry, Google is right in front of me. My my fingertips. Yeah. It's it's there. <laughs> It's there. Although um, okay. it's definitely ramped up in its usage since uh, 1950s. Okay. Oh, you got a chart there. Yeah. Do you have I a spreadsheet, Andy? I don't have a spreadsheet yet, but give me a little bit of time, but I do have a chart. Okay. Yeah, right, so I, I, have some, I have some big, I, I mean, I have some big reservations with the government shutting everything down. This is out of control. I mean, it's okay. beyond, it's beyond what it should be. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, you're gonna go there. I you're you're cocked and locked and ready to rock. I can sense it. I see you through the FaceTime we're doing. And uh, but just a reminder to to Christians that Easter is a, a lived reality we are in now. It's not if if for some reason it skips in a way that you're uncomfortable with. Don't worry. Uh, Jesus is still risen. So just kind of celebrate that uh wherever you are in whatever way you can do safely and uh maybe simmer down on freaking out over some of this stuff although i i'm i think i'm with jeff with some of what he's about to say but probably not other things but um i'm definitely interested in what he's about to say and i'm an up talker all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> hey zach i'm gonna blame you for this so so many years ago you said who wins when you know if something is taking place not only who wins but um what's going on when your focus and engagement is on something that seems to be riling around in the media what else is going on because our focus is on one thing look at the right hand while the left hand is punching us in the is about to punch us in the gut. Um, so that's kind of my thought process. I got you. And uh, my own personal, uh, well, what jumps to mind for me is after 9-11, there was the, wait, actually, Scott, you can correct me. When did the weapons of mass destruction like we want to go to war, want to go to war. That was before nine eleven, wasn't it? No, that was post. That was after. Is that post? Yeah, yeah. That was a reaction to two thousand two. So two thousand two. How we have the Patriot Act, and w- when the government really ramped up, basically keeping track of everything on everyone, um, came as a result of what, in hindsight, was basically not well it wasn't true there were no weapons of mass destruction so the the lie that got us into the thing that allowed the thing to take place that is everybody's used to now everybody's actually right now people are clamoring for more surveillance in a certain way which is a little bit creepy like we want to know what do you mean what's that what do you mean um well not necessarily here but uh it might be coming, but other countries where they're instituting here's 
here's this app. You got to download load this. It's going to tell you who you've come in contact or warn you. It's going to ping you when somebody you're near has been exposed to somebody with COVID-19. Oh, geolocation tracking on phones. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and so back then, it's also identifying those who have tested positive and they're now in a database, then that's how they're able to warn you that someone is in your is yeah, the combo. Yeah. It's 23. Yeah. So I think my go, going back, there was, there was, there, there's a lie and that becomes the justification for a lot of things and nobody ever goes back to say okay but what about this thing this should have never happened before i don't know that there's a direct parallel i think it's too soon for me to draw conclusions over direct parallel to now but i sure as shit know that uh we can rely on condoleezza rice and uh i think it was chuck schumer who both said a version of never let a good crisis go to waste. And I, I know that's what's going on now. It's Eric Holder. You know, Eric Holder. But okay. he did neither. None of those people, I think, invented that phrase. No, I, th- I think it's a universal thing. So I, I don't have a lot. I think there's so many balls in the air to make a juggling reference. Scott, it wasn't dirty until you thought about it just now. But um, for me, to, there's too many... <laughs> Too many balls in the air to make a. Uh, I'm slow on conclusions right now, but I have a lot of questions. Well, the yeah. fact that go ahead, Jim. the fact that we just moved the fact that we just moved right into a lockdown just is. I mean, it, it's in it's in it seems insane. Um, just because this we've had worse and there's no lockdown and we've common sense would tell you, well, those that maybe are high risk should not go out and about. And, um, I mean, there's, there just, there wasn't enough evidence that, that we knew of. And now it's coming out that, you know, kind of like what so many people thought, like if you're walking around and everybody's got the flu, everybody talks about it. Like everybody's got it or everybody had it or somebody in their family's got it. And, you know, I had a grandfather died or, you know, whatever from, from it, that was, that's normal. Um, when the flu season comes around, when something like this comes around a virus, then it spreads, it spreads quickly, just like the flu. And so everybody should have it. We should know plenty of people that have it. Um, and, Everybody's walking around asking total strangers, just asking me, Hey, do you know anybody who's got it? Or my wife's walking down the beach. Hey, do you get in a conversation? Do you know anybody who has it? And the answer is no. Like, and we're talking, if you talk to 20 or 30 people and they all say no, um, yeah, there's a few people that, that say they know of people who have it. Um, but when you talk to 20 or 30 people and none of their friends None of their family knows. So everybody that they know and everybody that the people they know have their tentacles out and nobody knows anybody who has it. That's a, that's common sense tells you that there's nothing going on except, you know, there's some virus kind of like the flu that's, you know, doing things like the flu would do. Are are we, 
Hey. So my- season right now. Flu season, we're, we're out of no, the, we're out out of the, the sweet season. spot of it. It basically ends kind of end of March is when flu season okay. is typically so, so done. We were so we just, I mean, we were just in the flu season, right? Like we just just ended the flu season. Did you know how? Yep. Did yeah. you know a lot of people that had the flu, the regular flu? I knew a ton of people that had. Something around December, January, February, like during those three months, two or three months that had something that was, I mean, was like, was like the flu. That resembled (laughs) COVID-19. Right, right. Yeah, I had about 20% of my team stay home for some period of time during that for, for illness. Right. I mean, I had a ton of kids out of, out of school and. Um, you know, they've just kind of rotated through my family, but it's and, kind of normal, right? It's, it's I mean, but but it was it year. reminded it reminded me of something I had about six years ago where I took the Z pack and I, I had gotten it from India, uh, Mexico, and and uh, because they sell it a whole lot cheaper, and uh, it just you know it it wiped it out, and then I moved on, but um, and so did other people, but it's it's like, it seems like those times and the flu season are much more powerful than whatever this coronavirus is that is being hyped up so much. So do you think that, well, it's it sounds so that your specific situation and your your anecdotal experience is enough for you to think that this is just a you think it's a normal thing it's not a there's there's no covid-19 uh, there based on your anecdotal experience well the fact that i don't i don't know anybody and very few people know people that actually have it would lead me to believe that it's something very small um, or there would be a lot of people talking about it. How many confirmed cases are in Orange County? I don't even know if you can mm-hmm. go on stats. Well, what's the, I, I think so you could just talk with people and nobody's got it. What's the report? Well, cause you, okay. So the point is that what is your, what is your social? Yeah. You got to be careful because the plural of anecdotes is not data. Yeah, if so, if the reported it, it, number in Orange County is relatively low, and how many people live in Orange County, so the chances of you running into someone that has it or even knows run, running into someone who knows someone who has it might the the odds of that might actually be low. I think one of the things that you can you can glean, Jeff, from your comments, like. Anecdotes can oftentimes point us in the right direction to go find data that that ends up corroborating what we're what we're seeing in anecdotes, and I think that that is probably at a nation at a nationwide level coming true, just as we're seeing like models that originally came out that were way overshooting the estimates of of the impact of this, and now it continues to get dialed back. That would kind of corroborate your ideas around. Hey, anecdotally, I'm not seeing this. I, I don't know anybody else, and now we can look at larger data that points to uh, maybe kind of supports that as well. 
But the thing that has stuck out to me more than anything else, and you guys tell me if, if you've felt this, was how quickly and how drastically the government could make a change to our everyday lives that like just crazy impacted everybody, like the entire nation. Yeah. And everybody is just like, okay, we're doing this. Like with within days, within a, a couple of days. I mean, I, I don't know what the timeline is. You guys maybe can, can unpack that, but right. Like within an extremely short amount of time, life as we knew it completely changed. Um, because the government chose to make some some choices. Now, I, I, I'm going to say that without judgment of why they made those choices or any of those kind of things. Just, right. just understand the fact that there's there is a level of power that exists that can be exercised on an entire nation in a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I just real quick, I want to correct myself because I think I said 53. That might have been for Mission Viejo. <laughs> I just looked it up. Uh, cases top in Orange County, 1,000 as of a day ago, according to the Orange County Register. And the population of Orange County is 3.19 million as of 2017. So it's still 1,000 cases in Orange County. Scott, what you were saying about like the chances of you running into people is are not super high. So that, that's, that's a thing. It's not a nothing 2.5%. Yeah. I think the problem is we've got um, too many sheep and they can get herded easily and the government knows it and you can't really get I mean on if I had a if I had a small business and this happened and it was going to cripple the business and I was walking around my neighborhood finding out that nobody has it and nobody knows anybody who has it I'd be up at Governor Newsom's um a state um, tying him up and putting a muzzle in his mouth and not telling anybody Whoa. where he is. Um, I'm sure there's people who feel like that. And honestly, if this continues to go, he might get evicted. And I'm not talking from me. I'm talking from people who are like, Ooh, okay, this is, this is enough's enough because California and New York are going way over the top and New Jersey are going way over the top in, in trying to, you know, stop the spread when, you know, there's a whole bunch of information out there online where people are like, this is BS and something Jeff, else is going on. Is that muzzle? I just need to know, is that muzzle certified by the CDC and the world health organization? Yeah, we're, <sighs> what, what's it made of? Smear, I, I need, I'll I smear COVID-19 or whatever it is all over it and shove it in his mouth and he won't even get sick. That'd be fantastic. It's an N95 muzzle. Oh my god! So, <laughs> Google that. I wonder if they have that. They gotta have that in the uh, BDSM category. What's terrible is we're gonna look back when this is all said and done, and everybody's gonna be like, "Well, it really wasn't anything," but so it was. What is the relationship between Christianity and the secular government and and society? Because while you were describing that, there is part of me that just. I know it's not a direct relation, but Jesus' comment of render unto Caesar, um, like how does how does that how does that relate to this situation? That's a uh, that's a good it's a good question, and I'm not. How do you do life? 
I think I think it it for me it falls under which is complicated. This is going to be comp I'm already caveating this, Jeff, okay? I re- I realize that. Don't look at me like that. Um it falls under if it's true, it's God's. So it, if we can feel reasonably well that something is true, we don't it does we don't have to worry about our previous assumptions. If it's true, it's God's. Yeah, so if if there's this what what do you mean if it's true it's god's was it like if something is true it doesn't matter what you feel about it if it's uncomfortable if it doesn't match your previous beliefs if something can be shown to be true like i'm using true in the ultimate sense like something is true then it's god's so as a christian you don't have to you can adjust the way you interpret things based on a new truth. Again, using truth in not as in my truth, let's just say you, capital T say truth. It's God's, what is, what is, what are you saying there? It means you don't have to worry about your uh, previous theologies or beliefs. Like you, you should adjust your theologies and beliefs to adapt to something that is actually true. Because if something is actually true, it can't be from something other than God. Like that's used uh, to describe science a lot of times, right? Like truths in science that we discover. But it's not, in, it's not in, in, about in a, truths. Like you're talking because like the truth that I farted is that like I mean, you know, things like that. That's God's fart, Scott. <laughs> it's clear. <Perfect>. It's blessed. <laughs> spoken to right. spoken into well, let, for for example the world uh, um I'm not making an argument one way or the other, but if if evolution is how God created, let's say that's how God created everything, is through Darwinistic evolution. As a Christian, if that's actually true, then if you don't believe that, you don't believe what is God's, what is true. So you can make any example. I'm not making an argument for or against that for people that are sensitive to that particular area right but if it's true it's god so if if there is a virus if the truth of of this scenario is that a version of social or a physical distancing is required to flatten the curve as it were whatever that means uh then that should be accepted and acceptable now that's a complicated thing that there's a lot of questions to like but i'll just leave it there that's what i meant by that I think I think my point was a little bit different, and and I don't okay. disagree with what you're saying. I think the point was more direct. Like Jeff, you were kind of talking about um, just a, a deviation from government um, mandates, and the, my my whole reason around the Jesus comment of render unto Caesar was it kind of existed outside. Like he wasn't he wasn't debating whether or not something was true or not. He was kind of saying like, "Hey, whether whether or not you believe this is my truth or or Caesar's truth, there are the things that are there are the things that are Caesar's, and there there are the things that are God's. And give give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. So is that compliance? Like that's really what I'm trying to get to. Is is the is there is that a version of that today for us? Well, well, the the problem we have is we've made so many boxes and and literally a house box. Um, 
that we're able to get boxed in easily as a society. Um, if you go back and people, you know, people may have been living in what we'd call a shanty or something, or, or just, you know, live camping and, and living at one point and obviously no media, but if somebody came, I mean, it wouldn't even be a viable option to say, you, uh, what is it? Shelter in place, like shelter in place, like that we've created so much, um, that systematically we can just be shut down quickly and be put in our little boxes um, and then just shake and shiver and be fearful until we're told by the man to, that we can come out and uh, be free again. And, and that's a I'm, problem. But there's yeah. versions of that throughout history, I guess. Right. Like vers- there's versions of, of control and influence from government. I, I really usually, what I'm trying to get to is usually like, what, tyranny and dictatorship. It can be. So what is Jesus telling us in the middle of that? Cause that could, that could, those could be words that were used to describe Roman governments during that time. It's reasonable to say. Oh yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> how many, it's more how many thousands of crucifixions were done? I'm just, I'm just curious. Cause I, that popped in my head and I'm, and I'm wondering like, so, does that apply? Maybe, maybe the better question is, does that apply to us right now in this moment? And if it does, what does that mean? Yeah, I think, I think we got to look at, I, and I think from what Zach was saying is um, a couple of different angles. So one is, is this thing true? Is the hype around this accurate? And then another thing, like what Andy, you're, I think what you're asking is, is whatever the government is doing, how do we respond to that? Um, yeah. Looking at other other things in history, if a government, and maybe what Jeff was talking about, if a government is acting tyrannical, would we still have an obligation to obey the government when they're being tyrannical, like let's say the South Sudanese government and they're committing genocide, do you say, oh, well, they're the government. We have to obey the government, render under Caesar, render unto Caesar. Or do we say, hmm, well, it's not right that they're committing genocide. So what do we do about that? So I, I think there's a couple of different dynamics that we can't just think of, of one and apply it to all, all of them. We got to think: Is the government overstepping their bounds? Are they doing it for the right reasons? And what are the possible outcomes of this? And would that that would that still qualify in that rendering to Caesar or in that Romans thirteen passage about obeying the government? The government took my freedoms away, so I got a problem. Right. So, Scott, um, those were really good uh, clarifying points that you just made. I just want to acknowledge that, Scott. Thank you. So whatever happens from here on out, you get that. And from here on out, we're at an hour and 11, so 
Oh, really? 11? That's one 11, 11. <laughs> oh my God, Jeff. It happened. All right, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. No, I don't and worry about hope, Hopefully we'll, uh, we should be able to increase our rate of podcasting, I would think, given that nobody has nighttime plans. Except know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of movies to get to, right? There are. <laughs> Everything but The Matrix. God bless the fact that Community is back on Netflix. Oh. oh, it's so good. But what I wanted to say in relation to Scott and what Andy brought up, uh, it is worth noting that the government that Jesus was under was something that people wanted to rebel against and overthrow. And it's it's worth noting that many of his disciples thought that that's what Jesus was about, and they were wrong, is, is physically overthrowing and changing the physical government. Um, in, including John the Baptist had his questions. Like, before he got his head cut off, he's like, tell me, is Jesus, is he the one? And I'm not sure that he's talking about, like, being God's Messiah and reconciling people to God, I'm, I'm, it's possible John the Baptist still was like, he's the guy that's going to make everything right with the Romans. He's going to, he's the one that's going to overthrow the Romans, which would have been off the mark. And so I don't know how to make it direct. I don't know how to take that directly to our situation with the government now and say that, Oh, that that means X. We do X, or we obey X, or we have the right to rebel against X. X representing whatever you think it is. But it is it, it's definitely worth bringing up that if physical overthrow of a government that is doing bad things um, is in order, it's certainly not something that was on Jesus' agenda. Right. Right. So, yeah. would it, so then maybe it wouldn't apply either way then. Well, maybe that, that's possible, and I'm not like I don't think I'm directly, I'm not directly addressing Jeff's frustration. I share a lot of Jeff's frustrations with the, some of these things, um, so I, I don't I hope don't take it as like that nullifies your frustration, Jeff. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, I didn't take it that way. I just, I mean, I I hear what I hear what Scott's saying. I I hear the. The question uh, from Andy that we're kicking around here, and sorry, <laughs> Alexa is ordering Andy around, and he willfully submits right away. He's submitting. Uh, yes, yes, my lady. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've thought about that a lot in in regards to if the government says, "Hey, jump." you know, we, we should jump unless it goes against, you know, our, our beliefs, our faith. Um, and I'm, I'm stuck in, we're, we're also citizens of the United States. And I mean, we just don't throw everything out. We just don't say, well, I'm Christian. So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to do the Christian thing and just follow what the government says. We're also Americans and we have a constitution, a bill of rights, and there's something state by state that, 
you know, there's decisions being made. And then the president, um, God willing, is doing the very best he can with the information he has from the people around him. And, you know, so I, I'm looking at I'm looking at leadership at the at the top at the White House. I'm going, OK, it seems like our president is doing the best he can and is being blunt and honest. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping that that's happening. Um, he obviously wants the country to go back to, you know, pre COVID-19. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm guessing most people do. I know. And I'm looking yeah. state by state and I'm like, okay, you've got States like Idaho that are, or Utah or, or many other States that are kind of going on about business somewhat as usual. And then you've got, you know, big, uh, New York and California are just in like shutdown, crazy chaos, uh, fear mongering constantly on, on the TV. And that's just nuts. So, well, they're different States though, too. I mean, it's worth noting. Yeah. They're blue. Let's note note that they're blue. Well, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about that, but they're more densely populated and, for whatever it's worth, like, I I don't think this is a nothing burger. There is a virus. I I have a lot of questions that are in your ballpark, Jeff. Um, The problem is it's going to be over and done with, and we'll have had our freedoms taken away for, I don't know how long I just, I mean, June, July. Yeah. We'll see that that will play out. And <laughs> this is a record of your concerns. I, I think it will be, and I'm going to use this word directly at you, Jeff. This will be interesting yeah. to see what out, outside of this bubble, because we will write the ship, whatever that looks like. That's hap- Some version of that is going to happen, but I know we got to land this thing. Well, hey, uh, one last question. Um, did you guys come up with reasons why we're, why we are experiencing uh, COVID-19 and I'll just give my three examples, uh, Gina, and that's, uh, Donald Trump's Gina. Can you say uh, that a little bit slower? Sorry. Did you say Gina? Just <laughs> sounds, like a ju- sounds like China, a China. Yeah. China has screwed us in the, and this is all trade deal fallout. Or another example, uh, it's happening because Bill Gates and his cronies want to take over with vaccinations. Oh, you're reading different theories. Yeah, yeah. Or are these your theories? Uh, Sure. What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what does it matter? I mean, these are just things I've heard from people. And then, then of course, in my camp, uh, what virus? So... I invite right. I invite anybody who has COVID nineteen to come to my house and cough directly into my mouth. You know what? I never wanted something to happen so much. <laughs> that. I want it to happen. That is the sound clip of a, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Make sure you capture that, Zach. Yeah, I, need to I think that might be the cold open. That's a. <laughs> anyway, why is it happening, guys? Just real quick. Oh, it's 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 judgment for the gays. 
capture that one too. <laughs> my my uh, my best friend Pat Robertson and I were having a conversation, and <laughs> that's what we came up with. Oh my gosh, that was fantastic! I don't know, Jeff. Uh, Nobody knows. We're just spitballing well, no, here. Nobody knows, but I will. I will answer your question slightly, <laughs> not in the exact way that you're asking it, but but what is basically what are we trying to figure out in the midst of having to deal with something like this? And the thing that Lindsay and I have continually, continuously discussed over and over because we have so much time on our hands to be able to do this is getting used to disappointment which kind of sucks, right? That's not an attitude that you want necessarily to train your kids on or whatever, but we do wonder like what, so what is the value in just trying to figure that out? Cause there, this is a season of disappointment for sure. And so, um, is there, is there, are we supposed to, what are we supposed to learn about disappointment and, and how do we deal with that? And that's a question that we don't have an answer to, but we ask, ourselves and and are asking that of our kids as well what's the disappointment oh well i mean this sucks and it impacts their lives so the disappointment is uh from my kids perspective i don't get to go to school i don't get to see my friends i don't get to do the activities that i love doing i don't get to see and be with the people that i love so i'm experiencing disappointments every day every single day now Yes, it's cool. And for the first week and a half or so, hanging out at home and watching movies and being with family is really fun. It's good. And and they're troopers. I don't want to paint them in a bad light. Like they're not going crazy and they're not pissed off. But those are real disappointments because those are parts of our life that they're yeah, alive okay. they love. Okay, that's clear. Gotcha. That's good. Hey, hey Scott. Why is this happening? Um, could be a uh, number of reasons it could be a judgment from god uh it's it's very well established um scripture uh he said with a straight face that's awesome. what, do you, what do you mean that's very well established that uh terrible things happen um as a uh as part of god's judgment on either uh, a nation or on the world um and those I so want to fight with you right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> That's great, Zach. Um, it could it, carp carp blanche here, Scott. Go for it. Yeah, it could also be uh, just a normal course of virology, um, uh, or it could be Bill Gates too. I mean, this this thing could have been manufactured and released on purpose. I'm, I'm not uh, not ruling that out completely. Although I don't think so at this point, but um, I'm, I'm open to any possibility here. Uh, but it very well could be God's judgment. I, I think this is a good opportunity for people to really think about their lives and what was important to them before and what's important to them now and realize the difference and maybe make a change once uh, n- normalcy comes back. But it won't be as normal as it was before, potentially. How about this? What if the uh, what if a month from now, the we hear in the media that people are getting so sick that they really can't think right, and people with guns, um, you know, if they have guns and they're sick, they might do erratic things, and so the government's going to come and collect everybody's guns, 
from their houses. Um, I mean, considering what's happened so far, uh, it, you know, just to close the show out, doesn't seem yeah. too far-fetched. It's possible. And the question would be, are you, are you a Christ follower first or are you a second, second amendment? Yeah. So that's where I was, I'm uh, that's where I was going for shooting people on the cross. That's why I was going with my questions. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. Oh, I think it definitely is. What does it mean to follow Christ? And uh, if, if it means certain things that would preclude you from doing some things you want to do, um, that is included in the narrow way of uh, following Christ. What does it mean? Yeah. So like doing uh, obviously harm to someone at all, like what? doing harm to someone at all. Yeah, maybe oh, I, that's just, it, it's a question. I, Scott, that is a whole nother podcast, but I really, yeah. I like what you're saying there. Cause I want also, to talk about that. Also, <laughs> for I love the fact that we had some notes and Scott, Scott, we really didn't really get to, um, what you added biblical references to explain any or all of it, although you did touch on it just now, but it is a bigger conversation that's worth having. And maybe we'll do that soon. Well, thanks guys. Yeah. It was great to see your mugs. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Everybody but Scott. I know what Scott looks like. Though. Yeah. You don't need to see me. You dream about it. I couldn't help during this whole, the whole last five minutes. I just Googled the lyrics for Hold On by Wilson Phillips and was reading them through while we talked. And it's so appropriate. So I'm going to encourage everybody that when you're done listening to this, just queue up Hold On by Wilson Phillips and uh, know everything's going to be okay. Nice. (laughs) Play Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Also, oh, he's going to play it on his freaking vehicle. Is that Carney Wilson? Well, she's one of them. Can you guys hear this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, pot that down a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I, I have been in contact with Tom Ord. <laughs> do you recognize that name? Yeah, I do. He's been on the podcast before. His book, God Can't. He uh, actually, N.T. Wright wrote a column or a uh, piece about how Christianity is not designed to explain COVID nineteen, which was pretty good, uh, interesting piece. And Tom Ord wrote a response to it where he agrees and disagrees with some points about how um, Christianity can explain, uh, in his view. COVID-19 and so he said he would come back on the pod to kind of flesh that out a little bit so that'll happen hopefully in the next week or two nice fun fun that's cool anyways let's get out of here thanks guys alright boys thanks I'm gonna go drink some water (laughs) rehydrate (laughs) hey let's, uh, let's close it out Appreciate you, Scott. I don't remember that version of Hold On. <laughs> oh All right, I'm pressing stop. Yeah, do it.